nice to meet you. We're all glad you came. Won't you try and remember our name? Hello, what's up, guys? Welcome to Locked on Sharks. Uh, I am your host, J.D. Young, and today I'm just joined with Eric Fowl, the something inferior to something superior. How's it going, Eric? One of these days, I'm going to think of a clever opening um, and just like totally own own you and or Kyle or whoever else is on with me, and it's going to be great with my luck i'm gonna have to do like a solo episode i'm gonna get all drummed up and find like do some research and find some great friends and you guys are both gonna be like yeah next time eric and i'll have to, I'll have to just own myself fine well, I mean, the, the thing is i still have to edit it um so even if you do have a great one i could just cut it out so unfortunately ah uh, see even that <laughs> even then man so i can't i can't even win if i do it by myself so might just continue being uh, being the silent partner and let these clowns throw themselves making fun of me and just know that uh, the meek will inherit the earth or shall inherit the earth rather. They shall. All right. So we're going to continue our look at potential uh, targets for the sharks to try to improve their goaltending room because their goaltending room is uh, poo poo, I believe is the uh, correct term. So uh, Monday we covered uh, Anton Hudobin. And then today we're going to dig into uh, Robin later. So uh, our boy Robin, should we call him Robin or Laner? Do you think, I wonder if his, he has an older brother named Bruce, Bruce and Rob. Oh my God. The, <laughs> he's all, always been, always been the second fiddle to his older brother, Bruce. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's super rich. Or I guess it would, he has to be like an adopted older brother. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so Robin Lehner has definitely had a very interesting career. Uh, he currently is on the Vegas Knights. If you remember, he was traded at the trade deadline uh, to from Chicago to Vegas, and they uh, Chicago got back Subban. Um, I think uh, Vegas was looking to kind of bolster that position, especially with. Uh, um, Oh my God, just uh, with Flurry kind of getting, he's been battling some injuries here and there too. So I think they wanted to kind of uh, boost that situation. So uh, Laner has played for one, two, three, four. He's on his fifth team right now. Uh, man, he has had the dregs of the, he started his career with Ottawa, then he went to Buffalo, uh, a short time on the Islanders, and then Chicago signed a one year deal with Chicago this year. And, uh, one-year, $5 million deal. Um, he's only 28 years old, so he well, he has played in the NHL since he was uh, 19. Wow, that's amazing. Um, he, he broke in at 19, but he only played a couple games. He didn't, His rookie season, I guess, technically wasn't until he was 21. But, um, yeah, he's, he's played with a lot of garbage teams over the years, unfortunately. So... <laughs> and the Blackhawks this year, no exception until he gets traded, got traded to Vegas. Um, so I think um, we're going to kind of do how we did last time, where we kind of, you know, look at 
their situation, why we think they'd be a good fit. We'll go into their strengths, their stats, and then of course we'll kind of look at the cost um, to sign them and what what we would kind of expect out of them as well. So, um, so Laner, I think he's more like we talked about uh, late uh, Kadobin last week, who's kind of um, that career backup. Uh, Laner has definitely been a starter. Um, for a good chunk of his career, uh, starting that 16, 17 season when he's 25 year old season. Um, he played in 59 games, um, and started 20 or 58 of those, uh, the next year, 53 games and started 50 of those, um, with the Islanders, he started 43 games and then started 31 with Chicago kind of split that role. Um, this year with Corey Crawford, who's, also kind of garbage too, but I don't know why, why would, if you have Corey Crawford, why would you start and Laner? Why would you start Crawford over Laner? Am I crazy? Uh, I think, <laughs> oh, uh, yes, a little bit. Um, I think Crawford had some injuries this year. Forget. Yeah. And he also struggled a little bit for part of the year. I would have to do some research. I think he was injured. Um, Damn, he's starting hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a problem with all those UFA goalies is, they're they're getting long in the teeth for professional athletes, especially guys who need their full groin intact to <laughs> what they do. Um, All right, yeah. so, um, see, so yeah, I think Laner, like he's younger uh, than Hudobin, but he definitely has kind of more more mileage on those tires, as you as you mentioned, you know, especially being a starter, and he's kind of gone back to um, a platoon guy the past. A uh, couple years, and I think that would still be a nice role with the Sharks. Where, again, there's not really much they can do with Jones. Um, so I think the the thing is to try to help Jones out as much as you can. So if you can pull back on Jones' starts and maybe try to kind of where you get fingers crossed, you get better quality, not as much quantity. And I think Laner could be a guy where you can split the games kind of down the middle and let uh, let both guys kind of thrive in that situation. So. Um, let's kind of look at his sets for this year. So he, like I said, he, uh, 30, he appeared in 33 games for Chicago, started 31 of those, went 16 and 10, um, with five, um, overtime losses, um, 918 save percentage, uh, 301 goals against again, Chicago dumpster fire. Not that the sharks were much better, um, cause they weren't and Chicago made the playoffs. Um, Vegas, he, Three games for Vegas before um, before the uh, work before the stoppage, where he went three and zero, nine forty save percentage and one sixty seven goals against average. Again, that's playing for a much better team. Um, Leonard has had some kind of you know he's, he has I think we have to kind of touch on his off the ice. Uh, stuff too where he you know um, has struggled with depression and stuff like that, and it, it seems like that he's kind of worked on that and he's gotten that, that stuff under control. And we, we, you know, he won the masters in last year for, um, for kind of his work for that. And, you know, it's good to, to see guys who, you know, especially in sports where you, you know, mental illness is kind of thought of as a weakness and, um, you know, he's, he's been a big advocate of, of that. And it's, it's great to see him doing positive things and continue to be successful in the NHL with that too. All right, guys, we want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. So they are a website where you can buy 
parts for your car. Uh, they have different, they have basically every type of uh, thing that you need. So if you need like uh, brake parts or tail lamps or motor oil or a new carpet, doesn't matter if your car is a classic car or if it's you, your car that you just commute to get to work. Um, great thing about them is their website is easy to navigate. You just go on there, you just type in what you need, and they'll be able to pull it up for you. Uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, if you, uh, like with your local auto stores, if you go to one store, it's one, you know, part is one price. If you go down the street to another store, and then the part's another price, you don't have to worry about the with rockauto.com. Uh, they've been serving their online customers for over 20 years. And if you go to rockauto.com, let them know that we sent you. So write in locked on in the how did you hear about us box. And remember, rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. So I've kind of been in the, like, I think that they should really make a push for Laner. Um, he is a little bit younger. I know, he, like I said, he's got some more miles on him than other guys, but I think um, he could really kind of help solidify the, that position. What do the fancy stats say, Eric? Am I right? Or are you going to tell me that uh, it's all smoke and mirrors with Laner? <laughs> no. Uh, I, without without um, really anything, it, it certainly doesn't appear to be smoke and mirrors. Uh, but as we'll get to... Actually, well, maybe I'll just get through it right now. Uh contract is where it becomes a potential issue uh yeah. so we imagine that jones um or jones l comes in at between 750 and, and a million um i think looking at again i haven't seen any goalie contract projections anywhere yet so i'm just sort of looking at percentage and games played and things like that and feels like um there is Somewhere around the the four million dollar mark for a season of of, of his services, um, and yeah, he was one year sharks. five for this year, and he's been kind of signing the like four to five million. Uh, right, right, and he, he did like sign that. a one year deal in eighteen nineteen for for one point one point five. So it's not. Um, I was but after his... a worse a worse season the year before. So um, yeah, and I think his his. That was like when he was kind of dealing with all of his stuff. So I think his uh, his value was at like an all time low right there. So that's kind of why I yeah. That's why got I, it, got I it. think he signed so, that. Yeah. Video. So I, yeah. So I think it's tough. And who knows in the free agent market, maybe like the Sharks were able to talk to him into a sweetheart deal. But I think we're looking at you know three, four ish million that kind of that kind of range right there. Um, yeah. Which again, like, isn't prohibitive, but once you, once you take Tomas Hurdle off long-term injured reserve and um, add that, that cap hit back to the shark salary cap, look at LeBanks contract, Green Jumbo back, um, adding a couple, resigning Nason, and yeah, maybe resigning Nason, maybe trading for a forward, maybe signing a forward free agent that cap space starts to dry up real fast and so yep. any sort of savings there are going to be going to be real important especially when the goalie is very likely to only play three games max again it's important like a goalie is a super important position and if you if you are saving you know x amount of goals and again i was a bad boy and didn't try to look at like 
a wins above replacement per dollar amount um would, would look so i might try to do that later but um i don't think it's it's I'm not going to say outright it's not worth it, but just at a certain point, there's there's diminishing returns for what you can get from a backup goalie in terms of helping your team get to the playoffs and win and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, especially if, if you're spending six million dollars on Jones and then you're going to have to drop another four million. That's ten. Right, you know, that's right. that's a good chunk of your salary cap right there. On yeah, no, it's understandable. Right, and but. because we know it's probably going to be a flat cap for a few seasons. Um, yeah. It'd be tough to to maneuver around that uh, in the future. So uh, that that's my that's my hesitation here because um, his numbers are are pretty impressive. So Anderson website Crowd Scout Sports real awesome developed a goalie model just for rebounds. And what he did is he uh, runs a simulation, and I, and I looked at what happens if you run a simulation for these guys performance the last three seasons a thousand times um and laner's median output there looks like he's about a 70th percentile goalie so still just 28 again which is nice for for a free agent goalie because goalies as they start to get older we think probably have a, a, a lower chance of moving or even staying as good as they were so he's still relatively young ish for someone who is an unrestricted free agent, so that's nice to know. Um, Money Puck's expected goals model also adjusts for bound flurries, so a series of shots right in a row. Um, in 2017, Laner had kind of a rough year. He was 44th out of 57 goalies that started at least in games. Goal saved above expected. In 2018, he popped way up to third out of 60 goalies, and then last year he was 13th out of 57, so a rough 2017-18, but since then has kind of pulled it together. Um, actual stat trick looked at these goalies' aggregate danger save percentage from the last three seasons, and the reason we want to look at this in isolation is because Emmanuel Perry did some research. He posted on his Corsica blog, which I don't know if that's still up anymore, um, letting how kind of the most predictive feature of a goalie's overall save percentage or goal saved above average is his on five high danger save percentage which makes sense so it's kind of saying in in a game state that makes up 80 percent of the game and the puck is in close and up tight and there are dangerous shots how well goalie performs there is indicative of his true talent level over the last three seasons actual stat trick there were 80 goalies played uh at least a thousand minutes i believe and our friend and laners and your save percentage uh, is only in the 49th percentile um you know again mm. looks like a little bit of that may be being dragged down by his 2017 his poor 2017-18 season and so might be worth um of looking at each each season individually but again with so few you know he only made 680 678 high danger saves faced 822 your shots against and so you sort of it gets a little dangerous when you try to look at year over year kind of thing because that's such a small sample size to begin with um but he's about average the one thing i will say is that dell was only a seventh percentile over this time so at the very least it seems like laner is oh he's not uh we can't be confident that he's definitely an upgrade over dell but but i would be willing to 
bet that he's at least a reasonable upgrade over Dell there. Um, but again, hmm. such a clear difference. Like when we talked about Kudobin, who's in the first percentile there, that's like market yeah. difference, you know, outside of outside of standard deviation away from from the population mean and and you know Dell and Leonard are both kind of in the area, so it's just it's it's tougher to be as excited about Lanner from that capacity if that's like his true um, talent level right there. It is nice that when you put it all together, he looks like he's more like I said, 70th percentile, better goalie. So if we can sort of rely on his peripherals to boost maybe what his his actual talent level is, then I think we might be okay with it. If we look at evolving wild strength stats we look at three different measures that are kind of all trying to get a, a similar thing um first is the difference in the goalie's save percentage on unblocked shots relative to his expected save percentage so every goalie faces x amount of shots and based on the coordinates of those unblocked shots on the ice each one is given a probability based on how often shots from that location have gone on in the past then Oh, well, and so that forms your expected percentage. And so it's like, oh, this goal is expected to have a save percentage of 95% at, five, at even strength based on the shots he faced. And then the difference between his expected and actual save percentage there tells you how much better he performed than average. Um, winners, was an 18-19 season. I was in the 87th percentile, which is exciting. Um, where, where is this guy? Then we see that um, 1920 season was just in the 45th percentile there. And again, we kind of pointed out that one of his past seasons might not be too helpful. And his 1718 season was in the 23rd percentile. So Adele isn't much better by those. Um, Laner's 2017-18 season does rank worse than any of Dell's previous three seasons, although it's pretty close to both Dell's 1819 and 17-18 season there. Um, there's numbers that goals saved above average and goals saved above expected are fairly similar in all of these cases. Again, um, just Lanner's worst season two years ago was worse than any of Dell's other seasons. Otherwise, his last two, I believe, mostly better. Ah, no. So Dell's Dell's 1920 season, surprise, surprise, is actually pretty comparable to Kudobin's, or no, sorry, to Lanner's 1920 season also. Oh. So, Again, once we start kind of teasing apart different portions of their games and using different models to look at things, it's hard to get hard to get excited that Laner, especially assume that he has a, a higher price tag or a bigger price tag than someone like Kudobin, who we talked about recently, or even Dell himself, provide that much more of an upgrade given what expect the Sharks to have to him. Um, now again, that kind of Changes model to model, but looking at just like even strength stuff on its own, the story of two players who might be a little bit closer than than we would have thought, or maybe would assume just looking at save percentages. So, um, whereas with Kudobin, I think it's pretty clear that all of his last three seasons are are better than anything Dell has offered in the last three seasons. Um, Laner's a little bit closer, Dell's distribution mm -hmm. and so it's hard to it's hard to sort of say yes this will be a definite upgrade especially if we have to pay especially the sharks have to pay a laner 
times, four times as much as they might have to pay Dell for the same amount of time. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I'm, and I know the stats and stuff, they try to look at individual uh, play, but I mean, the you can kind of see like when he played with better teams, he played, he had much better stats. You know, like that Buffalo, that 17-18 Buffalo season, you know, they went 25 and 45. Uh, so like that team wasn't very good. Um, then he went to the Islanders and they were, they made the playoffs that year and they were, you know, like they were a very defensive, you know, like defense kind of gritty, grit and grind type team. And he responded well to that. And then Chicago this year, well, you know, they weren't anything great to write home about as well. Like you can kind of like see the numbers as well. And, um, you know, so you wonder if he, in the short time he's with, you know, Vegas, um, he responded well. I mean, that's just three games. It's not like it's the it's not a very big sample size. Um, but you wonder if he's one of those guys where maybe if he has good surrounding talent, maybe it kind of helps elevate his game as well. So the other thing, the other thing worth noting too is that his he did have one very good season uh, in the last three <laughs> even strength when he was with the Islanders. So he was 87th percentile with with the difference between expected and actual save percentage. 85th percentile with goal saved above average and 90th percentile with goal saved above expected uh, at, at even strength again. I believe that, that the Islanders were sort of talked about a lot in the last couple of seasons having a really impressive goalie coach because I know Thomas Grice yeah. also did very well kind of all of a sudden there. Um, so it's, it's, it's worth wondering if that's the outlier. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. And if, if it wasn't, if that's not due to Lanner himself, as much as it is again said you said surrounding talent but also you know surrounding context or surroundings period coaching is part of your surroundings and it's worth wondering if now that he's away from um a goaltending coach and even that sort of new york islanders i think we're we're known as like a pretty solid defensive team kind of thing if if he's not able to live up to that billing and so again i think he he offers just like in a vacuum um, upgrade over Aaron Dell in the last three seasons, even though we have a few a few close ones, but it's not super clear upgrade. Um, so if he comes in at the same price as Aaron Dell, if they're both like if the Sharks are choosing between the uh, two of them, a million dollars, then I would go with Inner because he's a couple of years younger. He's at least shown that he has you know an elite season in him. But yeah. As soon as you start having to pay Lanner a lot more, becomes a tougher decision to make. And I think, and I don't know where that breaking point is, but once you start getting up to like four million, four, four, four times and a half million, five million, and I might just say, screw it, pay Dell. Yeah. So let's kind of, uh, so looking at Vegas's uh, cap situation, uh, they are not looking great. So, Projected cap space going into next year, um, according to our friends at Cap Friendly, um, they are at a hair above five and a half million. With and they still have to sign guys just to make their roster size. Um, so yeah, uh, Laner is basically he's just kind of he's good as gone. Um, there, there's no way that they're going to be able to afford to re-sign him and still pay Flurry seven million dollars a year. And then they've got some restricted free agent. Uh, guys that they'll probably want to kind of take care of as well too. So 
Um, so yeah, he's he will be a free agent. I I would I I don't see how they could re-sign him to be honest with, especially with. Uh, oh yeah, when Alex Took comes back from hit, oh boy, they're gonna have like no money. <laughs> um, but so yeah, he'll be a free agent. Um, and yeah, I think especially that you know he's 28 now, so he's probably looking for that one last, especially after signing one year deals. I bet he kind of wants to try to find some stability and sign that one, you know, uh, like a four year deal where he can kind of like get that one last kind of nice paycheck before he converts into like a backup or, you know, kind of a journeyman goalie for the rest of his career, especially as a guy who's bounced around a lot. I could, I could see him trying to get that one last big contract. So, um, see, I think we're, we're both kind of in agreement where he, he's, he'd be a nice goalie, but I think the, the cost benefit of getting a guy who's marginally better than Dell for, three four potentially five times as much is not going to be worth it for a sharks team that's going to need to spend their money wisely yeah and and again i think when we say marginally better i, I want to reiterate that that's mostly even strength i think that the whole uh, looking at all strengths there is still clearly better than than Bell is but also i don't know is he no. five times as much, but you're not better or four. Yeah, but so. but also, but also, I don't know that we want to, you know, rely on his his PK prowess pulling up his whole thing. If they're fairly yeah. similar, even strength, or Lander's a bit better at even strength, but his like overall play is set up by his PK stuff. Then I don't, you know, I don't want to, and I don't want to pay Martin, a lot more for that twenty percent of the game. Um, Martin Jones is notoriously great on the pk but is right, garbage on right. five on five like even strength so yeah it's like but especially again yeah, so uh, you know but, I mean, uh, what, I, but to be fair if we don't have milker carlson who how are the sharks gonna even be able to perform on the pk so they might they <laughs> without might barkley goodrow or milker carlson i'm not sure how the sharks are gonna kill any they, <laughs> actually must say milker was at least um young Sharks better penalty killers forwards last season at preventing um, expected goals or dangerous shots on the on the penalty kill. But this did is a Milker, different conversation. Did Melker Carlson's day. family pay you money for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're letting me stay in their house in Sweden uh, whenever it's whenever other countries start accepting Americans again, so, which will never happen. Uh, but that's true. So I so maybe I should stop. Maybe I should stop shilling for for their uh, shilling for the big Carlson. Shows. <laughs> well, I I shill for Eric Carlson. We all shill for Eric Carlson. So yes, Big Carlson. If I shill for Big Carlson, it includes all Carlsons. I got I got to throw Melker a little bit of a bone here. Yeah, Eric Carlson's like the the big company, and then like Melker's the little nonprofit that you have to they have to be like. Oh yeah, we have this here too. You got to make sure that they get some shine too. So. All right, it's it's the one where you think they're 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 saving the world, but they're really just like uh, like funneling money to the executives of the other. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, all right, that's gonna do it for us today. We'll be back on Friday for uh, another prospect. Uh, I think are we gonna try to continue the goalie week and look at a goalie prospect this week? Maybe potentially. Uh, we nah, I don't think so. I think we're gonna keep going with with skaters. The only reason I say that is because. I don't even think there are any goalies ranked in that range. I could be wrong. But also just because, yeah, Nico Dawes, I think, is the next one. And he's not until 64 on Bob's list. And also, yeah, 
Also, just because, yeah. like, I guess we do have access to McKean's now, but just because there are so few scattering ports available, goalies are goalies, hard. They're hard. They're hard, man. And, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable to evaluate a goalie, even if I was reading scattering reports. So I think we'll just stick with skaters. Um, so, yeah, we'll yeah. do another defenseman this week. Um, That's like a goalie yeah. who skates around. <laughs> yeah, a goalie who skates around, exactly. Um, yeah, we are doing a defenseman this week. Justin Barron from Halifax is our next, uh, our next prospect. And then. I don't know. Maybe we'll be back next week with more potential free agent goalies. Um, or who knows? And, uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure. We'll figure it out, man. It's a long. There's a long. We I, we got nowhere to go. Nothing to do. And uh, no hockey anytime no, soon. We got no playoffs. We got no lottery pick. Our pets. Ten had years no ago, we had we had <laughs> we had playoffs, a lottery pick, and good team. Now we have absolutely nothing. But uh, virus. So, all right. Uh, that'll do it for this round of find a goalie better than Bell. Um, can all be found at Locked On Sharks on Twitter. You absolutely hate my Robin Laner take. You can email at us at lockedonsharks at gmail dot com. We check it every minute on the minute. Um, and reply to everyone quickly. Even if you want. We even the spam, actually, we, I I start with the spam. So if if you want it to be read, just hit hit up spam in the uh, subject. Um, yeah. Want to talk about? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. It's a long weekend. I go to work tomorrow. If you want to talk to JD, he is at my fry hole. Uh, you can find Eric online uh, at foulball fifteen. And that'll do it. We'll catch you guys on Friday.